0: Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Scott Crosby. Scott is the creator and executive producer of Somebody Knows podcast. He is also, and most importantly, a husband and hashtag girl dad. Hi, Scott. How are you doing, Mish? How are you?
1: I am better than I deserve. What? <laughs> better
0: than you deserve?
1: I always say that when people ask how I'm doing because it throws them off a little bit. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's good though. And you probably do deserve to always be better. That's right. You work hard. I do. When we first started this podcast, uh, before we went live, I was saying you're like a renaissance man. There's so many things that you do. You are a creator, a great creator, an amazing creator in St. Louis. But most recently, Somebody Knows, which is such a good podcast. Where did this all start? What happened? You woke up one day and said, yes, I think it's time for me to do a true crime podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... uh Interesting story of how somebody knows came to be, but I've been in the podcasting world three years. So I'm not a a novice to the world of podcasting. i produce another one. I've produced a few actually across the board. So it wasn't outlandish that I would get into doing my own eventually, but the idea I'd never thought I would be in the true crime space. I mean, definitely a fan of true crime, but it never occurred to me to do a podcast related to true crime until I was on a road trip, three week road trip, to see nine baseball stadiums. So I'm on a quest right now to see a baseball game in every stadium. I only have four left to go. But Really? Person,
0: That's a cool quest.
1: I know, and COVID Wait. crushed them. I had all four of them booked last summer until uh, COVID hit.
0: But now you now you're probably back up on that, right? Back on,
1: back Kinda. up on it, but the daughter <laughs> has slowed that down. A four-month-old, of course, so we're waiting until she's a little bit older, and then I'll finish the four. But uh, that's a that's a side story on the on the no, baseball. No, it's class. a good <laughs>
0: story though. Wait, <laughs> don't we? Ga- I got to know which four are left.
1: So I've got the new Rangers stadium in Texas. I've got Tampa, Minnesota, and Milwaukee, the Brewers. Those are the only four I've left.
0: Was there one in particular that that you were like, this is so cool, like that just surprised you somehow or?
1: Yes. Yes. There's there's surprising one was Cleveland. So Cleveland's a really cool city to begin with. Right. But the stadium, I was surprised. And I kind of came up with my own ranking system when we were doing this and like discovering if... The different amenities get got a point and things like that. And Cleveland kind of had it all. It had a really good Hall of Fame that you could see and go into down below the stadium. It had great oh, food. Cool. It had its own mustard for the just for the stadium. Of course, the beer in Cleveland is amazing. But it had like the, they basically have turned the whole right field into a three story bar for people to like hang out and just enjoy the game. And so from a fan experience. And the bullpens are in the stands, out in the outfield. Really, so we were like a couple feet away from the pitchers as they're warming up, and it was just a really cool experience. I I was so surprised. I did not expect that. The so that was probably my good
0: job, Cleveland, right?
1: Yeah, it was the the surprise, and probably my in my top five stadiums in the country, actually.
0: That's so cool. Now that yeah. I think that's really a fun thing that, that I mean, I love when people do that kind of stuff when they're like, I have this goal and I just want to do it. I'm gonna go out and do it. And I mean, how fun. Okay. It wasn't so a goal know it's more. You got me on curious.
1: Well, it all started out several years ago. I just traveled a lot for work and I would just go see a game. It didn't even occur to me that I was racking up stadiums. And then my wife bought me three years ago, she bought me a map. With, with pins of each team to put in where I've been. And I'd been to like 20 something. And I said, oh my gosh, well, I just gotta finish this thing out. You know, I'm so close. Yeah. And that's where the road trip came. So me and, me and uh, three other friends hopped in my car and drove from Missouri all the way up to Portland, Maine, and basically hit every stadium, every game in between for three weeks. And it was in Boston actually. Don't remember the name of the bar, it's the oldest bar in Boston. I think it's like it has something political. It's like the Amendment or something like that. It's some kind of yeah. fun fun bar in Boston. It was the oldest bar in yeah. Boston. And it you know after a couple of drinks, a couple of beers, we are uh, we're just sitting around and my friend, one of my friends said, "Hey, have, you do podcasts. I have this idea for a podcast. You should cover it." You know, it's a true crime that happened in my hometown it's been solved but 20 years later it's still controversy to this day and half the town thinks what happened didn't actually happen and the person who's in jail is innocent it's still like a hot topic so the more he he started telling me about it the more i got thinking and then I, i pulled up the news articles that were related to it right there at the bar and and i started reading the news articles and I said, well, this is really interesting. I think it'd be a better twist if we took this story and we, and we wrote it in such a way that we solved it the way we think it should be solved and not actually what happened.
0: Oh, We we took the other
1: town's side of the story. And so that's what we did. And the rest is kind of history. I, I contacted, uh, I'm not a writer at all. I'm more of the creator, the idea producer, get it happen kind of guy. And so I contacted Pat Dorsey, one our good friend,
0: our good buddy.
1: uh, Yeah. I pitched him and I pitched another, uh, another writer and I kind of did a competition to see who, who was better. And they both were fantastic. I ended up hiring both to be on the show. The, that's kind of the, the genesis for the idea. Well,
0: it's, Amazingly impressive. I mean, I I totally got into it. And then the thing that I also love was, you know, you've got these actors that they're doing their parts, you know. And tell me, and I I'm spacing her name. the the main gal, the one that um that has the podcast yeah. in the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sarah. So character named Sarah Oh so
0: Good. I mean, just, it was so fun. So everybody knows I got to have a a tiny little role. I played uh, the old neighbor (laughs) and I got to yell out the door. I was like, old, wait, wait, when Pat called me, I'm like, old, (laughs) wait, wait a minute.
1: (laughs) You're the star (laughs) of that episode. um,
0: But it was so fun just to get to be there. I mean, I had, you know, what, two or three lines, but, but it was fun to get to record and watch the people in action and see how you know the acting went through the podcast it was it was interesting i mean i think that there's an art to acting on a podcast that is different than you being in on film correct
1: there is and and we we do a couple behind the scenes episodes that are going to be released pretty soon that we i'm interviewing some of the talent to talk about those differences of being on set versus doing a podcast, especially doing a podcast remote. We recorded the entire season remote. So Sarah Campbell lives in DC. She's from St. Louis, lived in LA, did stand up. She was on Tosh actually, Tosh.0 for a while.
0: Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah,
1: just super, super talented. And I think one of the hidden gems from an actress standpoint, and I, I wish more people would discover her. i um, just super talented. I've worked with her on a couple of projects now, but so she's in DC we have a character in LA, uh, a couple here in St. Louis. It's kind of all over the place. So we recorded the whole thing remote, tons of challenges doing that. You know, we would do like five, six hour recording sessions at a time. So you can imagine Wi Fi issues, equipment issues, all sorts of things. If it could go wrong, Zoom. it definitely did. <laughs> yeah. 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 we Because yeah. yeah. you wanted the video, you won't. So we recorded through Google Meet and then um, Zencaster. Use it was in Caster to yeah. get the audio piece of it, but you still want that direct, like face-to-face interaction so you can play off each other. But, well, yeah. you know, so? but it didn't always work out that way. And a lot of it we had to record separate. So the kudos to the talent for making it sound like they're having a conversation.
0: It was so cool. It's so cool. And so do people in your hometown know? That this podcast is about, I mean, it is like, is it like in the news or? This particular (laughs) town
1: is in Illinois, and I think the word's gotten out by now. Um, I haven't got any emails or any negative comments from anyone in the town. Um, The family that this happened to—it's pretty tragic, actually. The the, most of them have passed away, and some of them in kind of freak freak ways hit by a car, uh the 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 dad in the in the show, the police chief. It, it, we did obviously we changed everyone's name. We changed our occupations. Like it's based off of what happened in the storyline, but all, most of the details are not. So right. Yeah, it'd be hard to tie the two together. But the I, I just heard that the father passed away recently too. The, I'm not sure what the reaction is from from the town, but our, our goal is to take a story of some sort every season and make our own twists so we've got season two in, in pre-production already it's being written right now. It's a St. Louis story it's a, oh,
0: it's, really? a crime. it's
1: a crime that technically was solved, but it was a suicide that we don't think was a suicide and most most people involved don't believe it was either. So that's in pre-production right now. And hopefully that's going to be released in the uh, January or February.
0: That is so interesting. And it's and I'm sure there's a ton of research that goes into like what you know, what happened, what are people saying, court document kind of things. I mean, sure it it's it is quite the project.
1: Yeah, if you've never been involved in a creative project, you know it's it's quite intense. You know the writing; it all starts with the, the idea and then the writing. And Pat right. does such an amazing job. Pat is another one of those hidden gem. You know he's got several books out there, uh, but he's just a fantastic writer. And oh you know, my
0: gosh, I agree. Every time I talk to Pat, I learn something new that he does. I'm like, what the heck, Pat? I didn't know you did that too. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the same way, right? You were that person as well. Every time I talk to him, I'm like, oh, you do that too.
1: You do that too. Okay. <laughs> well, the writing I love was, it. You know, the we're technically kind of like the scripted true crime. So it's based off true crime. We're we're blurred between a true crime and audio drama. Like, and it's really a nod to the old radio plays, and it's kind of funny, the audio drama podcast you know, genres picking up steam big time, but it's really an audiobook. It's just a shortened version of an audiobook, which audiobooks have now been around for a long time, but it's exciting because we're, we're taking it. And and I was pretty adamant to Pat when he wrote this, like, Hey, I want to keep these under 20 minutes. I want to keep them short. Every episode has to hang I on a cliffhanger. I was going to just
0: say that. I think that's awesome it, because they're in these bite-sized pieces. And, you know, these days where it's, it's difficult to commit, right? You know, you're like, oh, okay. wow. I mean, you know, movie. like I watched a movie the other day that was like two and a half hours long. I honestly got done with the movie and went, why did I watch that? <laughs> but, um, but I was like, oh, this is such a commitment, two and a half hours, you know. Um, but 20 minutes each episode, I love it. And how many episodes were there total?
1: So there's eight. We recorded two endings to to episode eight. And I actually did a focus group and a survey of fans to pick the ending. And the one that is out there now is the one. That's cool. Yeah. How many fans
0: did you engage?
1: So I had 50. I had a focus group of 50 that helped pick the ending. And we all knew which one we wanted to go with. And uh, fortunately, we were happy that the fans picked the, that one as well. But we're going to release the alternate ending on Patreon. And eventually, we'll throw it up on uh, Apple and, and wherever uh, you listen to your podcast. But we want to give our Patreon fans the first chance to hear the alternate ending.
0: That's so cool. All right. So tell everybody just a little bit of what, what the story is.
1: So. The the story is small town in the show small town Indiana, and you've got um, a kidnapping and a and a rape that happens, and they they pin it on a vagrant, and so this is bl- This is kind of blurring what happened in real life versus the story. So, in real life, a homeless guy actually who's still in prison today was was blamed and convicted for. A kidnapping. Um, okay. They don't think it actually happened that way, and there was some stuff that the dad was doing potentially illegally that was being investigated. And so, uh, I don't. I'm trying to say it in a way not to give too much of it away, but so there you have someone potentially wrongly convicted in a small town where there's corruption on both sides, and so we kind of take that story and we made it our own, and um. It's written in such a way, you know, doing one of our behind the scenes episodes. I'm very, I'm so excited to release this with Sarah and we were digging just talking about it and digging in and it just hit us. I've listened to this thing a million times. (laughs) I've read the scripts (laughs) six or seven times, at least, you know, it never hit me that the whole season one is really about relationships. And it's, it's a relationship that Sarah has with her mom. It's a relationship yeah. Sarah has with her brother. Uh, it's a relationship that people in well, and general. And with the
0: cop, right? Yeah. with the policeman. It yes. was another relationship. Yeah. And, but the biggest That is so true.
1: The biggest relationship that we discovered, it's about your relationship with a small town. And everyone that listens to it, that's from a small town, can just relate. You know, in the second episode, Sarah gets pulled over by you know the town sheriff, and they went to high school together, and yeah, you know, she was pulled that over so for true. for a stupid reason, you know. And she's like, "Of course, you you just got to make your you got to make your revenue in this town, You know, You got to pull people over." And so it was just, that is
0: so true. you' can relate to that.
1: You know, and and there's so many tidbits of small town living in the show that never really hit me till listening to it and then talking through it with Pat and Sarah like, oh, yeah, you're right. This is really goes deeper than just a true crime story. It's kind of about a story of a mother and daughter and, and their relationship to a small town that they've moved away from. And then they go back after 20 years to kind of discover it again.
0: I love it. And so, it you know, wherever you listen to a podcast, somebody knows is there. But you also have a Facebook page and you're on social media. So I know your Facebook is at somebody knows podcast. Anywhere else people should know about?
1: Yeah, we we are on every platform now. Um best way to keep up to date, see what's going on is to go to somebodyknowspodcast.com. All one okay. word. No hyphens or anything, just somebody knows podcast.com. You can get to our YouTube page. You can get to our Patreon there. Um, we put out a blog once or twice a week. In the blog, we release the transcripts so people can go and look and see like what a script looks like of a podcast. And then we do a funny or fun story, you know, a true crime story. And we release it in Sarah's voice too. So we're we're kind of keeping it in character. It's Sarah's blog. She's releasing it. And then we're going to be putting out tidbits and teasers of season two here pretty soon as well.
0: So will Sarah be season two? Is it all still revolving around her podcast? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's the other the, right. the,
1: the format. And when Pat gave me that format, I I loved it. I'm like, that's genius, Pat. And it's, it's a
0: great idea. Yeah, the
1: podcast is about Sarah, who has a true crime podcast, and yeah. she's covering <laughs> true crime very meta, right?
0: I love it. Oh, my gosh. Well, so thank you for all that information. Um, I always ask people some kind of fun questions on this podcast. Are you you ready?
1: I was born ready. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) So the first one, and I'm sure everyone out there is thinking, he has such a great voice. A radio, podcast, you name it. All right. You do voiceovers. Is there ever a voiceover you did that is not your voice? That's just some kind of wacky voice?
1: Not a wacky voice, but I, I did voice a book with a co-lead kind of in the romance genre called oh, really? Trusting All I Want. And I had to do several characters in that voice. So Tom was the main character and then I had to voice another one. So I had to do more of a high pitch kind of. I think it sounds pretty good, but it's definitely not, doesn't sound like me too much. It's,
0: Can you do it? What is the high pitch one? And it was more
1: like nasally, like this, like, you know, kind of annoying, you know, just on a little higher pitch That's than normal. Awesome. And, and I'm not a character voice person. I, I'm a one trick pony. This is what you get usually. But for that one, you know, in audiobooks, it's so critical. The narrator, just like in a podcast, if it doesn't sound good, and if you if the person's voice is annoying, the story can be phenomenal. You're going to lose yeah. them immediately. So I agree. In the audiobook world, the narrator is more important than the story. Honestly,
0: I think it's a, it, I, I, I used to listen to audiobooks when I was a walker. You know, when I walked the park, and I I had my Walkman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I had to like bring <laughs> the tapes with me that I was going to, you know, like, Oh, I'm I'm almost done with this tape. I'm going to need to bring this other tape with me <laughs> in the middle of my walk, you know? But, um, there were times where I would start to listen to an one I was very excited about and I just couldn't take the person's voice. I just couldn't, I had to, I just like, this was going to drive me crazy. Cause you're in it for hours.
1: Hours. Yeah. It's a, it's a commitment.
0: Yeah. So, but I used to love when the when some of them. I remember one in particular. It was Anne Rice, one of her vampire stories, and Michael York was the the voice. And I thought that was great casting on that one.
1: Yeah, I've turned perfectly good books off because the narrator was so bad. And like, yeah. if you if I have like, authors why did out you there, have
0: this person,
1: I urge you to. Spend the money or partner up with a voice talent if you're an author that wants to do an audiobook and don't narrate it yourself unless you're trained, unless your voice fits the character and things like that. Because it it will not increase sales if you put out something where it sounds terrible.
0: Exactly. I so agree. That's awesome. All right. My next question for you is um, Hint Water. What What flavor are they missing?
1: Hint Water? What because flavor? you know
0: about the Hint Water. you Here's what I love. You actually follow the CEO of Hint Water on LinkedIn, which I thought I was do. interesting. And you talked about Hint Water. Who is it in your world that gets it delivered to their house?
1: That is uh, Lisa Nichols, and that's the the Something Extra podcast that I produce. So we had Kara on, who's the CEO of Hint. Um, I have a good, good question, actually. What flavor? <laughs> bubblegum.
0: Oh, oh! you get fresh breath maybe afterwards. Yeah.
1: Maybe <laughs> a bubblegum flavor. Bubblegum
0: hint. Give her bubble a call. Gum let hint. her know.
1: <laughs> I'll send her Time to the get message. that
0: going. Get your Sponsored focus group by, on. <laughs> she, could, she should sponsor somebody knows. And then Sarah, the podcaster, can drink bubblegum flavored hint water.
1: Exactly. That would be good.
0: I love it. All right. And then the question I ask everyone and you are so much about kindness and I, and I focus on kindness a lot with this podcast. What do you do every Friday on LinkedIn? That's what I want everybody to know, which I think is, this is an act of kindness that is just great for everyone.
1: So it started about, so been over two years now, every Friday across a minimum Facebook and LinkedIn and a lot of times TikTok and Instagram I started something called Helping Fridays. And at first it was for my own benefit. Like I want to set aside some time every Friday to reach out to someone I haven't talked to in a while. One of my rules that I've followed most of my career is I reach out to three people every Friday. And it's usually someone I haven't talked to at least within 90 days. So outside of 90 days, I'll I'll text. In schedule call or i'll just call um so i've been doing that that's how i've maintained my network every day at least for a decade every friday i've called three people minimum so it really started out kind of selfishly like i need some i need a reminder to myself to be kind today to help people to reach out to someone in need and so i just started posting helping helping fridays every friday and i've never missed i haven't missed a friday since i started the funniest one was in Canada. I had no Wi-Fi, and I want. And it was Friday morning. I'm like, I gotta get this post out. So I, I had to drive to a Tim Hortons to get Wi-Fi, and my cause my cell service wasn't working either. And I like, I gotta get it out. So I shot a video inside of my car in the Tim Hortons parking lot to do a helping man. Friday. But it really does work. I get a lot of uh, private messages from people that hey, I saw your post. I've I've either helped someone, here's what I did, or I need some help. And most recently, I was able to get someone a job in New York who just graduated college. And to me, that was the ultimate one. Like Through Helping Fridays, I connected her with someone in her space that she wanted to get a job with. She ended up doing an internship and then ended up getting hired.
0: Oh, I love it. And I love that you put the this thing around it because i have a tendency to where i'll just think of someone you know and and i be like that was, person just popped up in my mind i haven't talked to them on i'll reach out hey how are you you know i was just thinking about you hoping everything's great let's let's talk you know whatever and um i love that you have like this official thing around it like i am going to actually make this happen every single friday it's amazing
1: yeah and there are a lot of times where I thought about not posting. Like in Canada, like it was way yeah, out of my like, way uh, to go do this. You know? yeah, but right, exactly. I don't know. It's so strange. It's the, it's whatever you want to call it, talking to me. But every time this is universal, every time in the last two years I've thought about stopping, I get a private message from someone that's been impacted every single time.
0: That's awesome. See, that tells and, you you got to keep that. And that's what you got to do. Does. That check in, right? Like, like, do I still want to do this? And and I always ask, I'll be like, somebody give me some confirmation that I should keep doing this and then I will get it. And yeah. I am like, I'll be darn, Okay. I'll keep going, I know. you know? because
1: Yeah. And it, very much so. Cause there are some days where I'm just, I'm just busy or, but I remember like, no, this is the whole point is to set some time aside to help someone or to be a resource or to check in on somebody so and there are people you don't know right facebook doesn't tell you who sees it
0: you don't right. get anything
1: sometimes you see the views and linkedin and things like that and you know some weeks it's it's not much and other weeks it's gone viral i've had twenty thousand views before so you just never know but it's like i don't know who's impacted by this but people the people do see it, and they do reach out to me and thank me. And a lot of people say it's one of their favorite posts of the week. That they—that's why I say at the beginning of videos now, it's my favorite day of the week. It's my favorite post of the week. It, it really it. is. It's using social media for good, and and so that's that's why I keep doing it.
0: And and let's have everybody do more of that. Use social media for good. We I like agree. that thought. Awesome. I agree. Well, Scott, thank you so much for being on today. You know, I love and adore you. So this was so much fun.
1: (laughs) Mitch, I have a question for you, actually.
0: All right, I'm ready.
1: Which character or what role are you just pining for in season two, if somebody knows?
0: Ooh, I don't want to be old lady. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm. I'm. I. Well, I don't know why Pat said that.
1: It's just the neighbor. Is that
0: an old? Oh my gosh, it was so. It's like an old neighbor. I'm like, okay, okay, Pat, gotcha. No, (laughs) but um, (laughs) gosh, I don't know. I mean,
1: what's your dream role?
0: My dream role. I just don't think I've ever thought of this before. Um, okay, I got an idea. My daughter and I love to be to do snobby snooty people. We do this all the time. I'm like, darling, what are you wearing today? You know, we talk to each other like this all the time. I don't know I like why. We, we think it's hilarious, but we like doing the snobby, snooty kind of voice.
1: Oh, I like that. So if you have all a snob right.
0: in your hometown, you know, the the lady that makes a lot of money and she just, you know, looks down upon the rest of them. That's <laughs> such like a that. role for me
1: the the, 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 uh, the snooty neighbor, the snobby yes, neighbor. Yes, exactly. I, like that. I
0: need to be the snooty, <laughs> snobby neighbor, you know. It's Get so, that off my lawn, darling. That's horrible.
1: It's true <laughs> acting, though, because you're quite the opposite of that. <laughs>
0: I know. It's hilarious, right, that I want to be the snobby, snooty person, you know. Is that your oh, alter maybe ego? Maybe it's just because those That would be like, what do they call bizarro world?
1: Yeah. yeah, We're in the opposite world here.
0: I love it. Well, thank you, Scott. I so appreciate you. And thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Always great to catch up with you too.
0: And I want you to have an awesome rest of your Tuesday, but may Friday be awesome too. For everyone out there, You've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Go spread some kindness today. In fact, maybe start your own Helping Friday. Thank you. Love you. Catch you next time.